Hi there, I'm Kendall. Welcome to the Pack Your Bags podcast, where we're going to be talking about all of the smaller destinations that you need to be adding to your bucket list. So come on, grab a bag. Let's find out where we're going. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack Your Bags podcast with Kendall Bagley. I'm Kendall Bagley, and I am thrilled to be joined by two incredible members of the Happy Valley Adventure Bureau team that uh, I'll let y'all go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, my name's Dave Gertis, Vice President of Sales and Marketing, and I'm a native Pennsylvanian uh, that uh, has been with the Happy Valley Adventure Bureau for two years and four months. I joined at the end of 2018. And what an adventure it has been. It has and been. Then, and Edward? I'm Edward Soddard. I'm the Communications Director for the Happy Valley Adventure Bureau. Uh, I've been with the Bureau about two years. I uh, have worked in the market and in the area since 1991. Uh, absolutely love it here, and I'm happy to talk about it today. Good. I'm happy to have you all here to talk about it. So can you, for those that are listening... I mean, Happy Valley Adventure Bureau, I know that they hear that and they're like, now that I'm interested in, but where do I find that? Can you guys tell us where that's located and all of the towns that you encompass? Right in the center of Pennsylvania. If you hit the bullseye of Pennsylvania, that's us. And our towns include the small city of State College, uh, the historic small towns of Belfont, Milheim, Phillipsburg, uh, Snowshoe, and uh, just a, a beautiful, beautiful area. Bullsburg. Yeah, Thank you, Dave. Bullsburg. But yeah, to, to, uh, to add what Edward said, it's, it's, you won't find Happy Valley on the map. It's a, it's a description of the region that has stuck since, I think, legend has it since the Depression. So uh, it is the nickname. It is the nickname, especially sports fans will recognize Happy Valley if they, college football, if they watch any college football from the area. But uh, to Edward's point, it is, it is the geographical center of the state of Pennsylvania. University uh, Park Campus is located uh, with us. And that's the home, of course, uh, the central location of Penn State University. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I mean, that is a huge part of your tourism product, Penn State. Um, I can totally relate to that in a former job I had. The university was a big part of our tourism product, but, you know, our whole job was telling and, and trying to express the entire experience that you could have in our community beyond the, the college. So what are some things in the Happy Valley Adventure Bureau area that would surprise visitors that maybe are only thinking of it as home of Penn State? I'll take this one. Uh, are some of the unique things that we have here. Um, you have the small city of State College, and it's, a, of course, a university town, college town, and so that, that lends a great vibrancy to the area. We have Bryce Run Center that brings in a lot of concerts. Uh, that, uh, you know, we're the central center of Pennsylvania and uh, concerts that come here are top notch to Bryce Jordan Center. Um, so you have the nice metro feel and then five miles down the road, you start getting into farmland and seeing uh, lots of agricultural activity. 
and uh, just a slower pace of life, um, more relaxed, more laid back. Uh, our outdoors is very important here. If you add up all the state forests that surround uh, Center County, where we're at, Happy Valley, and uh, that's about 750,000 acres of public land to go out and explore that has lots of trail opportunities, fishing, kayaking, you know, all the, all the uh, beach areas and state parks. Um, so there's, uh, Happy Valley is a great base camp to explore a lot of outdoors area, as well as having the small town charm of Pennsylvania and the nice small city feel of State College. Yeah, I, I, I hope everyone heard that, but 750,000, <laughs> I mean, holy cow, but that's, I mean, of course, looking on your website, you can see that highlighted, but for those listening that are hearing it for the first time, um, that's such a number to wrap your head around of outdoor adventure and something that, you know, the folks before we started recording this didn't hear us talking about is that, you know, y'all are moving into spring and next will be summer, but you're just wrapping up winter where we're snow shoveling. I think that's part of the fun too, of where you're located. You all really get all four seasons. And so you can experience all of these outdoor adventures through the different times of year. There, there doesn't have to be a peak time to visit Happy Valley. It's just a matter of how you want to experience it. So do you want to tell some of the options that people have for outdoor experiences throughout the seasons? Sure. We have definitely have four distinct seasons here. Uh, in the wintertime, you can uh, snow tube and ski at Tussie Mountain. Uh, you can hike on our trails. They're open all year long. You can fish at Bald Eagle State Park. Ice fishing is big there, um, as well as, you know, fishing, of course, throughout the year. One of my favorite fishing spots is near, uh, near there, uh, near Curtin Village historic area. Uh, you can um, get uh, many bike riding opportunities in the area. We have the Harvest Fields Community Trails that are brand new, that are great introductory mountain bike trails that you can practice before you go out onto the more difficult technical trails in Rothrock State Forest. Uh, I, I mentioned the state parks, the public lands, uh, nature in at Bald Eagle is a beautiful, it's the only inn in the state park program uh, in Pennsylvania State Parks. So uh, it's a great place to stay and have a great view of Bald Eagle State Park. State College Spikes have just announced a new relationship with uh, Major League Baseball and uh, sports is absolutely in our DNA. Uh, maybe we could talk about the spikes for a second. Dave, do you want to collaborate? Well, yeah, and if I could add about the, the outdoors, I think, um... You know, there is probably no better area to practice social distancing than in Happy Valley be, because of all the outdoors and all the alternatives. Totally. Uh, because of the fresh air, the there's no congestion. I think Edward made point earlier about the, the pace of life. It's, uh, it, it's, it's just relaxing uh, no matter where you turn. But um, uh, talking about uh, the State College Spikes, uh, we have a minor league baseball team here. It's been here, I think, 15, 20 years. We thought we lost it. We thought we lost it about a year ago when Major League Baseball was going through some changes. Um, 
fortunately, because it's been such a successful franchise, because it's got some really solid ownership, uh, we're going to be part or it will be part of a new uh, minor league system that is promoting the new prospects, either that have just been drafted or will be drafted coming out of college, coming out of high school. So it's kind of an exciting time to, uh, to be a baseball fan in these, in these parts. We're, we used to be affiliated with the St. Louis Cardinals, but moving forward, we will not be affiliated with any major league team. It'll be an independent team. And uh, yeah, we're pretty excited that it was saved. Uh, we thought last year was going to be our last year. And of course, of course, uh, last year was a oh. interesting year and nobody yeah. played baseball really, but mm -hmm. uh, um, that is one of our, our premier summer outdoor activities is going to the ballpark. Well, I've talked about this on a previous episode. Um, I, I'm from a baseball loving family. And so we've many a times planned our trips around being able to see a baseball game and Minor league baseball games are so underrated unless you've gone to one and been able to experience it. You just don't understand how fun it is. And if you love baseball, it's still good quality baseball. And it's usually for a way cheaper price. There's always going to be some type of added event in conjunction, you know, um, the promotion. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that adds to the excitement. And so um, I'm happy for y'all that that's been it able is. to stay around. I mean, most of the players uh, at that level are just trying to be noticed. They're trying to get recognized. Uh, there is still such a passion and a love for the ball game. Um, and and it's, it's almost in its purest state when you go out and watch uh, a, a rookie type of league in, in minor league baseball. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's nice. That is what's cool about sports in our area. We, we don't have a, a national sports team. We, we have the Penn state football team that, you know, they're, they're the same way. They're, they're, they're still working it. They're trying to get noticed and, uh, going on, uh, being successful in their college career and also, uh, you know, the next step in their careers, uh, in sports. And, uh, that's, that's why I call it. I follow college football and why I follow the state college spikes because, uh, you know, they're going to go on to great things and you can kind of think back and wow, I watched them play when. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, beyond the sports and the outdoors, happy Valley is full of history for any history buff, no matter what the level to be able to experience. And I wondered if we could talk about sort of the different historic sites or maybe museums that visitors can check out when they visit. Yeah, dude, the Andrew uh, Curtin, uh, Curtin Village uh, that I mentioned before, one of my favorite fishing spots uh, is right near there. Um, so that iron making was a big industry back in the day. Uh, our forests were, you know, there were lots of, lots of uh, trees to, uh, in the charcoal industry and uh, to support the iron industry. There were good uh mineral deposits that um, we could make high quality iron back in the day. Juniata iron was forged here. Uh, and so uh, the Curtin village has a really nice, uh, they've, they've kept their buildings maintained and they have a nice display and nice uh, tours there when they were able uh, to do that of the iron making process. Uh, so 
Pennsylvania is, of course, founded on really strong industries, timbering, uh, fossil fuels, and uh, iron making. Those were all big deals to us back in the day. And it's nice to have that historic uh, spot where you can still come and see and kind of learn about how they did it uh, back in the day. Uh, mm -hmm. there, uh, so the Curtin, uh, Andrew Curtin went on to be the, uh, governor of Pennsylvania during the civil war. And, uh, he was known as a soldier's friend. There is a big statue of him in downtown Belfont at the diamond where you can go and learn more about him and, uh, and see also the veterans memorial there of, uh, people that served in conflicts and uh, really nice memorial there in the Diamond at Belfont. There's uh, great walking tours put on by local Historia. I have been on several of Matt's tours and I have learned so much where you walk downtown Belfont and the homes of the founders of Penn State, you know, uh, and you hear about that and you hear about the story of the Civil War, the Underground Railroad, and uh, then go up to the cemetery and you hear more stories about uh, just the, the founding fathers uh, and really influential people in Pennsylvania. Andrew Curtin was a friend to Abraham Lincoln. Um, there was a book written by a contemporary of Lincoln and Curtin that there's an entire chapter dedicated to Curtin because he was so uh, important back in the day. Uh, we're, uh, Belfont was the home to seven governors five governors of Pennsylvania, two of other states, and uh, it was a very influential town. Um, and it's interesting to hear more about that story. Uh, it, it also, it, I mentioned the Underground Railroad briefly, at the Belfont Art Museum, there's a display I absolutely love. Uh, the Lynn House was a stop on the Underground Railroad, and they uh, discovered the secret room that was used and they turned it into a uh, display honoring the Underground Railroad, where you can uh, look through the plexiglass, see how they did it, how they had the crawl space to get back into the space where they, they hid. And uh, it, uh, then there's a display back there that was done by a local artist, as if you're looking in the room and to see people hiding in the room and the kind of conditions that were, that were there um, as they were traveling to freedom. Um, it's really, um, really emotional place to see. And a great place I was going to gonna say, you just describing and I actually got goosebumps um, sitting here. And I, I think that's such a, you know, it's such a big part of our history that's, that's actually, you know, taught in schools. Um, so often I've, I'm finding every time that I've traveled in my life um, and, and going to different historic sites and homes and hearing those stories it's like why is this not talked about in school but you know underground railroad is something that is talked about in schools and so i think people have such a deep uh connection to that and but it's not often that you can have an opportunity to really get a look of what that experience was truly like for people yeah. and yeah it's it's yeah. a rare it's a rare spot that was actually in use for the underground railroad yeah. and uh, it's open to see i'd be remiss if i didn't talk about the bull museum uh in bullsburg pennsylvania as another unique museum in the area and part of uh the, the great history and culture here um the bull family 
collected things for 200 years and it's on display in uh, a very nicely curated museum. Uh, you, you see things from Christopher Columbus artifacts because the family is related to Christopher Columbus. Uh, you see a lock of Napoleon's hair uh, because they were so intermingled with royalty in Europe for a time. And uh, many of those artifacts came to America and now reside in Bullsburg, Pennsylvania. The Columbus Chapel was moved, uh, its entire contents were placed, and uh, Bob Cameron, the director there, you know, he'll pull open a drawer and suddenly in front of you will be just perfectly preserved priest garments from the 1600s. Uh, just amazing artifacts, you just have wow. to come see it. When I took Dave there for the first time, uh, uh, he, he had an excellent quote. I ran out of wows. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it happens every time. It happens every time. They're, they they were probably uh, Hall of Fame hoarders, if you will, because <laughs> they kept everything to Edward's point for hundreds of years. It's just unbelievable. And uh, there are just so many things that need to be categorized. And um, But yeah, I mean, the area, if I could add a little bit... Um, a color to what Edward was saying, the area was really in uh, settled, if you will, after the Revolutionary War. So you can imagine the amount of uh, history that is here. Uh, it's reinvented itself several times. I mean, farming has always been the foundation, but it was a huge producer of iron ore in the 1800s. Um, unfortunately, they depleted their resources, that primarily being lumber. They cut down all the trees and um, uh, they ran out of charcoal to keep the furnaces burning. But, uh, and then of course you had Pittsburgh, which became prominent with, uh, in the industrial revolution. The other thing too is really neat about Bowlesburg, you talk about that, was where Memorial Day started. The tradition of Memorial Day started in Bowlesburg, Pennsylvania uh, during the Civil War. Uh, this county lost more soldiers uh, in the Civil War per capita than any county in the North. And so the, the wives, the mothers, the daughters um, would uh, made it a point every, as it turns out, Memorial Day to recognize those that had fallen uh, at the cemetery. So, uh, so many things. I mean, we could go on and on. Uh, There's just so many uh, a neat little historical, and we're not even talking about the university and how that started. And that started in 1855. Sure. So I mean, and that's just, why it's like, no matter your level of interest, there is something that, you know, you're going to be able to take away from being able to visit. But if if history is your bread and butter, you have it made in the shade with a visit to Happy Valley and, and yeah. to, to be able to really dig your teeth in on some, some pretty exciting and different opportunities there. But I guess we will, you know, like you said, you could go on and on, but we'll, we'll transition here because something else I, I noticed and I, I love, I talk about them every chance I can on these podcasts if I see a community offering it is a trail experience. So for listeners, they heard about the Donut Trail in Butler County, Ohio. They've heard about a Louisiana Cajun 
food trail with Louisiana's Cajun Bayou. But I noticed we have the Central Pennsylvania Tasting Trail. Uh, can y'all talk about that for a second? Sure. Um, it's a really unique trail. It's a lot of fun to go out. We're a thriving craft beverage scene. And we're very proud of our Central Pennsylvania Tasting Trail. It includes award-winning beer, wine, cider, and distilled spirits. So no matter your tastes, I'm not really a beer drinker. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, no matter your taste, you can go and enjoy something in the trail. Uh, you get a passport, and once you complete the passport, then you get a prize. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of bonus to, uh, to going out and having fun on the trail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you I, don't I, just I, get I, Kendall, good drinks. I, you get fun things. <laughs> yeah, and Kendall, I'd like to add, I, before I came back to happy Valley, I worked, uh, in the resort business out in California and, uh, worked quite a bit up in Napa and as wonderful as wine country is in California, honestly, you kind of get tired of having wine all the time. Mm -hmm. So it's really, I, I, it, this is such a unique tasting trail. I don't think I've encountered anything quite like it in the country because of, as Edward said, you have four different types of um, enjoyable uh, 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 drinking. It, mm -hmm. you know, beer, wine, the wine's pretty good in central Pennsylvania. The beer's outstanding. The, um, uh, the cider. I've never been much of a cider drinker, and it's it's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good, and and of course, um, uh, you know, the whiskey and the spirits is wonderful. So it's it's a little bit of something for anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, this is why I love these trails is that you know you go and you start searching Google, let's say, or even searching maybe even the Happy Valley website, and the the options end up becoming overwhelming and so to have this list put together for you to to be able to go out and stop at all of these places you know you don't have to work too hard you just have to show up and enjoy yourself um, it's it's hard to beat on those trails and so nothing goes better with a good drink than good food and I love food. I spend a lot of my time planning my trips around food. And so this is a tough question, but what are some of the local favorite dining options in the Happy Valley area? That's great. You know, um, it, it does, our Central Pennsylvania Tasting Trail is a great compliment to our dynamic food scene here. We have excellent field to fork dining options. Um, we should talk more about our, our agricultural roots here and our Happy Valley Ag Ventures program. Um, but because of that agricultural embracing here, um, we have great places like Reform Cafe and Pine Grove Hall that um, Reform Cafe actually grows everything um, that they possibly can right there on site or they source uh, from the valleys of Happy Valley, all that they, everything. Their vision is to not just be a sustainable farm, but to return to nature better than what they took. Um, so really interesting uh, chef prepared meals there and dining experience with Reform Cafe. And Pine Grove Hall also sources locally um, from our, our wonderful local farms that we have in the area. We have fine dining like Grace Restaurant at the Carnegie Inn and Spa. 
Um, we have some really nice date spots to go to. Uh, the Overlook Grill is the best drivable view in Happy Valley. Um, and you can have a, just a, a great meal up there on top of Center Hall Mountain. Uh, we're also known, we have to talk about ice cream too, along with food. Uh, Please. Uh, I, I hosted a travel writer once and I took uh, the family for ice cream for breakfast at the Berkey Creamery. Creamery. Um, and the Creamery, uh, the Berkey Creamery at Penn State, of course, that's where um, Ben and Jerry's uh, folks come to learn and Hagen Dawes has participated in their programs before. So some of the big um, you know, names that you'll hear about. Uh, Ben and Jerry's comes and uh, uh, learns ice cream at Penn State. And the Creamery is just a famous spot. They're currently having their uh, ice cream madness uh, is just finishing for their March Madness uh, competition um, for ice cream flavors. Yeah. Um, and then we have some other local ice cream. Wasson Farm uh, milks their own cows and has a Creamery right there on site. Inglebean ice cream has some really interesting locally sourced toppings. Um, and we have some, uh, so getting off the ice cream topic, we have some wonderful ethnic food as well. Uh, Juana's and Lupita's uh, are uh, near State College and there's great uh, international cuisine as well to be had in the area. Yeah, I, I think, you know, again, we had mentioned earlier about it's a small town, but it also can be a big town. It mm -hmm. has a lot of a lot of the resources and the advantages you find in a big town. And I think when you look at the dining experiences, um, I mean, we've got you know whether it's the college eateries. You know, some people love going into the 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 college eateries. The sports bars are everywhere. We have mom and pop diners all over. You've got your chains in certain areas. We're not heavy into the major chains, which is which is uh, is is a kind of a comfort. But you've got fine dining. You have uh, neat um, um, older in the small town restaurants that are available. So it's it's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice uh, cross section of opportunity for people to. And yeah, the ice cream. I'm sorry. We we call it cow to cone. That's what we call it because it comes <laughs> right. It, it, I mean, you're you're talking about as fresh ice cream as you can find anywhere, and it is. It's nationally, in some cases, internationally recognized. So, uh, yeah, we can't we can't it. We we get a ribbon for ice cream. I Art. I have to agree, and I I mean I I'm also thinking as people are listening. I mean, for us as we're recording this, it is around lunchtime, but I would say anybody, no matter what time they're listening to this has just gotten hungry. Cause I know I have. <laughs> yeah, we have some nice surprises here too. Like Gigi Southern table. I'm a Northern guy, uh, born and raised in Pennsylvania. I love grits. And uh, there's a nice Southern cuisine that they have at Gigi Southern table. They have a great brunch there, uh, spectacular Bloody Marys uh, and outdoor seating. Um, another place, uh, Dave talked a little about the, the, the sports bars with champs. They are so fun in the area. And then we also have the gardens at Penn Stater and Conference Center that uh, has also has an award-winning Sunday brunch. Um, just uh, nice places to add 
to your experience as you come to Happy Valley. Yeah, thank you for for that. I mean, those are, like I said, it's made me hungry. It's made me start dreaming up, uh, you know, what, how would I choose when I'm there? But that's the beauty. If I would maybe just have to go in the summertime, have have some of the experience, go back in the winter for the snow tubing, go, you know, try a different place. I didn't get to the first time. So, you know, that's, it, there's so many good ones. You have to keep going back. And yeah. We didn't even, the we didn't even mention the, the, uh, all the <laughs> farmers markets that are in this area during the uh, late spring, summer, and early fall. If, you know, you're into uh, preparing your own meals. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these farmers, farmer markets. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly is uh, satisfying to the, uh, uh, to the taste buds. Yeah, we have, a, we have the Happy Valley Ag Heritage Driving Tour that links up some of those historic places and also fun places like the farmer's markets where you can get uh, great food. So we have a, a very vibrant agritourism product uh, with the Happy Valley Ag Ventures. Um, and you can learn more about all the farms in the area and the history of the area on that site as well. Website. What a, to what a cool opportunity for, for people to look into. I mean, and talk about a surprising, back to that question, like what an a surprising experience beyond, um, you know, maybe what they were thinking with the college town. Uh, okay. So my two toughest questions are next and I would love for both of you to answer. So the first one is what is a favorite memory you've had, um, during your time of living and working in the happy Valley region? You go first, Dave. I've got, I've got Oh, one. geez. Well, I've been here, you know, again, I, I, I reference this as home. I was mm -hmm. a student here back and I won't date myself, but a while ago, <laughs> and I, I ventured out, I ventured out. In fact, I did live in Atlanta at one time, but I got into the hotel resort business and spent uh, almost the entire time in the South and out West. Um, and, and I just, it, it was so refreshing to come back. Um, it is just, I think that it, it just is such a relaxed environment. Even though there are students here, you've got such a cross-section of people that live here and work here. But um, I, I, that's probably my, in the last two and a half years, that's probably what I have um, uh, treasured the most is we can go, and I'm looking out my window at the third largest stadium in the world. We can we can host over 100,000 people on a Saturday afternoon or evening and then flip to the next afternoon where you're back to just being a small town. Yeah. And it's just, there's no congestion. Um, there's no, it's not a rat race. There's nobody in a hurry for, uh, it, it's just a very laid back uh, a sense of, of uh, contentment really. And it's just, it's beautiful area with the four seasons. Um, but I mean, that, that to me is when you go away for a long period of time and you come back for that first time, which it did, it took me 25 years to come back after I left and it just sticks to you. And, mm -hmm. it, and, it, and it, it just keeps you here. It just keeps you here. So I, that's why we call it Happy Valley. I mean, people laugh about that, but you don't see a lot of frowns in this area. You just don't. People are happy. I haven't even been able to frown from sitting here listening, you know, it's <laughs> well, just it's full true. of goodness. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's, uh, 
it's it's true. Yeah. So I, I love the outdoors. Um, I've been in Happy Valley and the area since 1991. Um, just when I came, it just felt so comfortable to be there. And you get such a, a relaxing feeling um, and, and peaceful feeling uh, from being there. I love to live and work in a place where I work in a good business community and there's a lot of collaboration in a place where I can leave my office, drive 15 minutes, hike for 45 minutes. I, I can you know, drive for 15 minutes, be at a trailhead, hike for 45 minutes, and then not hear a sound of civilization and just decompress at uh, one, of the, one of the spectacular views that we have uh, on our trail system. So the trails and the outdoors are a lot of the reason why I love Happy Valley, why I've chosen to settle and raise a family and, and work in Happy Valley. Um, another, um, another thing I love about the area and the outdoors is um, I love caves. So, and I love show caves. Um, our, our, our geology uh, is karst geology. In other words, it supports the formation of caves in our limestone. And uh, we have three show caves in the area. We have Woodward, uh, Woodward Cave and Campground. We have Lincoln Caverns and Whisper Rocks, which is two caves on one ticket. And uh, a really unique place is uh, Penn's Cave and Wildlife Park. It's America's only all-water cavern and farm nature wildlife park. Uh, it's on the National Registry of Historic Places. Uh, and uh, you see it by boat. So you ride through Penn's Cave actually on a boat uh, on the tour, go through, uh, go through the cave onto the lake and then come back through and see it from another angle. Um, so those are two of my favorite memories, uh, just the outdoors in general and the hiking here and then the, the caves in the area. Yeah, and if I could, Kendall, I, I'd also like to add uh, the other thing that strikes one when you when you come into this area, it's how it's how clean and how tidy and how well maintained these towns, the university, the communities are. Um, I marvel coming most recently from Southern California. I marvel at our road conditions. I mean, it's just amazing to me how smooth they are. Um, uh, I, I came from an area where there were a lot of potholes and I, my daughter goes to school in Michigan. I unfortunately have to go back there uh, every three months. Uh, and I only do that because she goes to Michigan state, but uh, the potholes are just, they'll, they'll, they'll swallow you in Michigan. So it, it's just, and of course, nowadays with COVID people are so concerned with sanitation and, and cleanliness and things like that. And this area was practicing practicing that before COVID, and so it is. It's it's amazing to see and that blend between uh, the local community and the embrace with the student body and the university. So it's uh, it's 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 special. Well, kind of along those lines, then. I mean, I think you're talking about some great descriptors. What are five words or less that you would use to describe Happy Valley? I, I, I know what mine are, and uh, I, I say it all the time. We elevate. 
Okay, we're not triple A, we are four A. So here you go, and it's four words. It's only four words. We are accessible, affordable, accommodating, adventurous. It's true. I I mean, who, who could argue that's even been listening, <laughs> let alone anyone that's been able to visit before. Yeah. I mean, if they've if they've been before and they're hearing that, I think they would have to agree um, because I, I can't, I can't say, I don't think so based on just talking to you today. Yeah, no, I mean, we're, because we're in the center of the state, we are very fortunate. Uh, gosh, I think over 70 million people live within 300 miles a year. So it's an easy drive from any direction, including Canada. We, we welcome our friends from north of, uh, north of the border. Uh, it's very affordable. Um, we have so many different types of accommodations to, uh, 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 to treat people with. And yeah, as, as we've described over the last 45 minutes, there are just adventures at every turn. It really is. It's up to you to find, but we've got that menu of, uh, of adventures. So, Absolutely. All right, Edward, let's hear yours. Oh, um, I can't boil it down and just four words like that, like Dave does. I mean, um, we're the Happy Valley Adventure Bureau. I mean, get to know us. Uh, happyvalley.com is our website. And I, I guess some things that uh, um, this, this sort of addresses your question, but I'm not exactly giving you five words. Um, it's tough for a communications director to give just five words. Um, but, you know, get to know us. We can tell you the best place to take your Instagram photo. We can tell you the best place to propose. We can tell you the best place for a cave tour by boat. <laughs> Penn's Cave, of course. Um, uh, we can uh, tell you the best place to see State College by balloon. Uh, uh, the, the best spot to hike Mount Nittany, which is a landmark. And if you're a true Penn Stater, uh, it's, it's often said you have to hike Mount Nittany if you're a true Penn Stater. Uh, so, um, just, there's so many things that we love to share the story of the area. Uh, I feel like we're taking up a lot of time in your podcast here, but you know, we it's love talking about so our area. Fun. Yeah. And I, I don't think anyone is going to be upset that they <laughs> have been listening for 45 minutes. And so you did mention your website, but I will ask, will you also name your um, like Facebook page, Instagram page. I will have it all linked in the description of this podcast episode, but that is another way for people to sort of feel inspired as they look into packing their bags. Yeah, we're the Happy Valley Adventure Bureau on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, you can find us on Twitter too. Our blog is dispatch.happyvalley.com. Uh, happyvalley.com is our website. We consider ourselves, the Happy Valley Adventure Bureau, we consider ourselves agents of fun. You know, you're, you're coming in for a meeting. Well, yeah, you want to do business, but you also want to have some fun and see the area while you're, while you're at it. Um, we can help you plan that out. If you're bringing your sports tournament to the area and you're looking for other things to do, we are the source to, uh, to help you plan. So happyvalley.com is our primary website. Well, like I said, I'll have it all linked in the description of this podcast episode. Uh, thank you both so much for joining me today. It really has been so fun and I am so thrilled that we got connected and I can't wait for my own personal visit 
one day to visit all of you in Happy Valley because, I mean, I'm sold. <laughs> Absolutely. Let us Anytime. know when you're ready Anytime. to take it on the road. Yep. Let us yeah. know. Anytime. I used to drive from Atlanta to Harrisburg, PA. So that's only about a 10 hour drive. It's not bad. You can make it. It's well I'm worth tough. it. It's well I'm worth tough. it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you listeners for joining in. Um, can't yep. wait to find out where we're going next. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pack Your Bags with Kendall Bagley. It's a true joy to share all of these communities with you. I don't just do it on the podcast, though. I'm also on social media and would love it if you would join me on any of those channels. So you can check me out on Facebook, Pack Your Bags with Kendall Bagley Podcast, Instagram, at Pack Your Bags Pod, and even TikTok, if you can believe it, at Pack Your Bags Podcast. If you don't mind, if you're feeling generous, you can go and rate and subscribe to my podcast on whichever platform you're listening on. And otherwise, in general, truly, thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. It's been a blast to do this, and I can't wait to keep telling you where we're going next.